This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? How's it going? It's going all right. Look a little. You look a little haggard today. Did you uh, tie one on wine, last night? I went to a wine. I guess you'd call it a wine tasting. How bourgeois of you. I know. <laughs> well, our friend who works at a winery sort of guilted me into going. Oh, really? Was yeah. it just kind of like you and the other Oakland aristocracy? Yes. <laughs> the royals. <laughs> Did you get drunk and puke uh, purple-colored puke on everybody? I didn't puke, but I wish I puked. I feel like puking right now. Even though I'm drinking this MGD, it's helping. Dude, hair of the dog. It yeah. was it was beautiful here though this past weekend. You know I'm not one to really enjoy the uh, showiness of nature, but this weekend was just kind of out of the ordinary for San Francisco. It was like 90 degrees. Did you take a walk in Chrissy Field or something? No, dude. I was too hungover on Saturday, <laughs> and then I actually ended up having to go out because I had to buy a costume for this superhero super villain costume party I went to oh, on yeah, Saturday weren't, night. <laughs> weren't you telling me you were gonna dress up as like Rorschach from The Watchmen? Rorschach? Because you look more like Horshack from Welcome Back Potter. <laughs> now that now that guy's my hero. <laughs> I don't think he qualifies as a superhero, but I do look a lot like that guy. That's so you a did, good, that's you a good did, No, I I didn't, didn't end up going as Rorschach, Rorschach or Horshack. I ended up going as the Tick, which isn't as easy of a costume as you think to pull off. Right. So I ended up having to go to, uh, you ever heard of that place, American Apparel? Yeah, of course. They have those uh, ads in magazines with, with like hot chicks. Models. Yeah, those half naked chicks. Well, they're hot, but they're like supposed to look like somebody you might actually have a chance at Dude, fucking. That, that store is basically like, I think their whole like marketing idea, their marketing plan was to be like, we want to recycle the clothing that was used in 70s porno movies. <laughs> so we're basically, that's what we're selling at our store. And so you go in there and you just see all these hot chicks and preteens like jailbait walking around trying on these like really tight, you know, tube tops and whatnot. Yeah, it's all simple clothing that probably costs $2 to make. You know, he's yeah, got... well, they get it made in Mexico at some no, sweatshop. No, actually, no. That's just, their whole thing is that they have a sweatshop in L.A. <laughs> That's what... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Well, I'm sure they I'm have sure none like of their workers are ten year old Mexicans. But it's yeah, actually in the United States, hence the name. But American dude, I mean, Bear. the clothing looks hot on chicks, and the girls that work there. I mean, seriously, you're, I was walking around feeling like a complete pervert, and I was just walking around with a semi the whole time. But the worst part about it is, I had to find like, you know, a really tight blue unitard right. to wear. So I'm looking in the girls section, and I'm getting all these looks, and these girls like. Quit staring at me, you perverted old Jew. <laughs> Did you put the unitard on and come out into the store with a big sweatpants boner? <laughs> well, I was standing behind them, rubbing my cock, you know, furiously on their oh, okay. posterior. So you were trying to hide it so much. Yeah, I was, you know, committing acts of frauderism around the place. No, what, what happened is I, was try- I actually asked one of the uh, hot chicks that worked there. I was like, you know, I'm going to a costume party. I'm trying to be the tick. I need, like, tight blue pants and... You know, like a tight blue outfit, so she kind of helped me out. And I ended up getting this outfit. And, dude, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, it was ridiculous. It was like this really skin-tight blue outfit. I ended up having to put, Nobody like, some— see that. Yeah, dude, I mean, there, there was no hiding anything there. I might actually even put a picture up on the forum page <laughs> because it's that hot. But I'm kind of worried that some of our sick and wrong fans 
male fans might be masturbating to the image of me in a tick outfit. But anyway, I had to stuff my crotch, just so you know. I'm really not that big. I'm not terribly small, but I'm not that big. Even but, if the picture doesn't come up, they're going to be masturbating to the mental picture, so who cares at this point? But, dude, if you're wearing skin, like, I mean, those, those were, like, you know, like almost like spandex, like really tight pants. You're not going to go without stuffing a little bit, you know? You got to yeah. stuff a little bit. I would have stuffed. Yeah, I, I stuffed. So we go to this party, and my girlfriend goes as Jem from Jem and the Holograms. My sister ended up going as, I guess, the rivals of Jem. They're called the Misfits or something. Yeah. As with Halloween, whenever there's any type of a costume event, it's uh, just an excuse for chicks to dress way sluttier than Slutty. they're normally comfortable doing. Exactly. I mean, ha- ha- uh, my girlfriend was wearing this like pink outfit, pink spandex, like a pink spandex uh, mini skirt and like, uh-huh. fishnet stockings. Yeah, like totally in this crazy pink wig. And uh, Jer ended up going as Arthur, the moth from The Tick. So he's wearing this like white hazmat suit. He actually looked pretty good as The, <laughs> as the Tick. And then another buddy of mine came. He was Bruce Lee. But then we, we go to this party, and she said it was a superhero, supervillain party. There were maybe like a quarter of the people there dressed in costume. Everyone else was just like, nice costume. Loser. <laughs> I was just like, man, here I am wearing goggles and this like blue spandex unitard, and I just feel like an asshole. Well, the normal uh, convention is that if you have you give people who come in costumes to your party like special privileges, like they don't have to pay for drinks or something like that. Yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> we had to pay for drugs. We had to party. pay for drinks. That's poorly yeah, planned. I think so. But the coolest part of the, part of the evening, really, was I ended up just getting completely wasted wearing the tick outfit. We went to like that. The, the, the party was at a bar, and then afterwards we went to an after party at someone's house. And we ended up coming back to the Tenderloin area probably around like 6 in the morning. I mean, I was just totally loaded. And we get dropped off like... Right, block away from the sick and wrong studio. So now you're oh, going to tell me that you're you were still wearing the blue unitard. Well, I didn't have any other clothing to change into, so I'm still dressed as the Poor tick planning. with like Poor goggles planning. and you know the blue unitard. And uh, my girlfriend was wearing the pink, you know, slut jam outfit. And so we're walking back to the sick and wrong studio up O'Farrell, and it's pretty desolate out there were really weren't that many people except for one crackhead who was standing like right near our doorway and he's kind of huddled over trying to sneak a quick toke on some crack rock mm-hmm. and we i don't know come we Do were they like sneak tokes in the tenderloin i thought they just smoked it openly sometimes they smoke it openly but some of them if you ever noticed the crackheads they're really like intimidated They've by it and it's so just like crap they're on crack, edge they're very paranoid yeah they're completely paranoid and he's looking around and finally like you know he, he determines that it was safe enough for him to take a toke off his pipe and we walk right by he looks at us with complete fright in his <laughs> eyes he looks at me and then he looks over at and my girlfriend and he just goes Oh, shit. And then just gets up and bolts and just runs away. And I was just like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Up the hill or down the hill? Just right down the hill. Yeah. Just running as, as your full speed. Breakneck speed. And so I go in the house. I'm like, oh, <laughs> we must have looked kind of uh, shocking in yeah. our outfits. Well, he thought you were the West Coast Avengers and we're going to like break his face off. I think he thought he got some bad shit or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I have no idea. So anyway, I ended up. Think me some PCP. Yeah. <laughs> He switched out PCP for this crack. So we ended up getting completely wasted. Sunday was a complete wasted day. I don't even think I got out of bed. Mm. Just watch movies. And so the reason I'm telling this uh, 
great anecdote here is <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't have quite adequate time here to prepare for a uh, sick and wrong show, episode 118. Yeah. So instead, we decided to do an interview. And I emailed a bunch of people to uh, see if they wanted to do an interview. A few of them responded, and the one that we ended up interviewing is someone who I've wanted to speak to for quite a while, Jim Rose of the Jim Rose Circus. You remember that guy? Yeah, he has that sort of freak show, stage, theater deal, right? He uh, was at Lollapalooza a bunch of years. Yeah, like back in like 92, I remember seeing the Jim Rose Circus at uh, Lollapalooza. And yeah, I mean, it was amazing. It was pretty cool, especially at that point. I mean, at that yeah. time, I'd never seen anything like it before. Well, I don't think anybody was doing that sort of thing, you know. Well, I mean, you'd read about freaks and freak shows, probably seen the movie Freaks. Yeah, but it, it had been, like, relegated to the dustbin of history, sort of, and he brought it back. He brought it back to the forefront. It a freakier, I think, and, like, cool. I mean, yeah, I, I just remember being, like, extremely inebriated on a, a variety of substances and watching this and just being like, wow, this is kind of making me sick, but it's still uh, entertaining. <laughs> and it, it definitely worked well. But... The reason I wanted to interview him so much is I was wondering, you know, what has he been doing the past, like, you know, 15 years? I haven't heard of the show. I saw him with Lizard Man in, like, 99 in San Francisco. Okay. But I had heard that he had written a couple books, and I just came out with a DVD of a TV show, like a reality show based on his tour of, uh, of his circus. So I say we give him a call, talk to Jim Rose, and uh, find out what's been going on in his life. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Jim. Hey. Hey, what's going on? It's D. Simon Lance Wackerly from Sick and Wrong. How's it going? Uh, great. Lance and what's the other name? Uh, D. Simon. D. D. Yeah, hey, man. Uh, thanks for doing the interview on such short notice. Yeah, thanks, uh, Jim. Yeah, no worries, man. Yeah, so uh, what's been going on, man? How you been? I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm just uh, getting ready to do the Edinburgh French Festival in Scotland. Oh, wow, with the uh, Jim Rose Circus? Yeah. Okay, cool. That was actually leading into my second question. I Last time I saw the Jim Rose Circus was in 99 here in San Francisco. I think you guys did, like, the punchline. It was, it was, it was a comedy club. <laughs> It was a while ago. I, I, I think even Lizard Man was still in it at that time. Yeah, Lizard Man. I taught him all his stunts. <laughs> and but, uh, he, uh, then he, um, then I uh, stopped doing shows with him, and he's, he's still doing some stuff. He's, he's still doing stuff. So that was my second question. So is the circus still going? Yeah, we're going to be at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival uh, in Scotland, and then we'll be touring the U.S. in the fall. And then I've got... Um, London, the Jim Rose Circus will be in London for the winter, playing a theater there, and then we'll be in Las Vegas for all of 2009. So, Where are you guys going to be in Vegas? I think it's Mandalay Bay. All right. Oh, wow, dude. I'll have to come down there and check that out for sure. So you guys are coming to San Francisco? I think so. Mm. Uh, that'll be in the fall. So is it still the original members, or do you guys have like a revolving cast, so to speak? Oh, God, it's... We've had a hundred incarnations. We went from stuff that you see all the time today uh, to chainsaws and lawnmowers and that type of uh, power tools show. And then we went into, uh, let's see, women's sumo wrestling and Mexican transvestite wrestling. We did that for a few years. Well, when was this? 
Uh, that was 97 and 98. I had uh, Mexican transvestite wrestling. I had uh, Low Blow Ventura, Trailer Trash, Guerrero, Tick Valdez, and Billy Martinez, the Barrio Bottom. <laughs> they wore dildos. And the first one that could force it into the other one's mouth for a one, two, three count wins. <laughs> nice. <laughs> there was no chickens at that cockfight. <laughs> I can imagine. So I saw the circus back in 92, like in Lollapalooza, but I know you started way before that. I read that you had some kind of spoken word act, kind of like Henry Rollins telling stories, jokes, that kind of thing. Is that how it all started? Yeah, that's what it originally was. And then there was a girl in the audience from France, uh, Bibi, who I'm now married to, and she comes from... Uh, circus family in france and so actually uh, her brother's director of the royal deluxe it's the largest circus in europe and so i moved back i moved to france with her to get off heroin and i uh, ended up joining her family circus we got married and then i started learning a lot of stunts and then i came back and started working venice beach i was Jimmy the geek to venice beach rubber boy um so what were you doing were you like doing Contortionism, or yeah, face and glass, uh, contortion, um, limbo, uh, eating razor blades, thread, coughing them up, tied to the thread. Let's see what else I do back there. Human blockhead. What's human blockhead? Blockhead, you know, where you pound stuff into your face, the nose. Oh, <laughs> and so what you learned to do all of this in Europe? Uh huh. And just kind of brought it over here, and at that point, I mean. Was there anyone doing anything like this at that time? No, not really. People looked at me like I killed the Lindbergh kid. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine. Even though Venice Beach, though, I mean, they had all those muscle freaks and all that out there. Yeah, but they didn't have this kind of show. No, definitely not. I imagine you were kind of blowing some minds there. Yeah, and then that modern primitive book came out, and so people started uh, wanting to see this kind of entertainment. And I went to go do a festival in Seattle and uh, and then I uh, ended up staying in Seattle for a while and and did a show at the uh, Alibaba um, restaurant where they did belly dancing. And that became a hit. I mean, before Nirvana and all those guys were, were famous, they would start, you know, the curtain, all of them would uh, come to our shows. And, and check it out. So, I mean, so people were eating dinner and watching uh, you get your face smashed into glass? Uh, no, they uh, the belly dancers were on uh, while the dinner was uh, being. I was I was a digestive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it picked up from there, and you just kind of got the idea, like I should just start this circus and just kind of start doing weekly shows or regular shows. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, my show it sold out. Like really, there was a lot of interest, and so I can like, imagine word must have traveled fast. It did, and like-minded monsters sat up in their crypts and, and came to audition, and I would change the show uh, every week uh, in Seattle, and then um, I went down to Portland, Oregon, and that one sold out, and then I went to uh, Vancouver, Canada, and that sold out, and then a promoter in Canada said, hey, I'll take you across Canada. Then as I was going through across Canada, we did the Sally Jesse Raphael show, and I know it doesn't sound like a thing now, but back then there was only... No, that was huge back then. 
yeah, it was through the nineties. Works, you know. So I mean, what what was the premise of that? She was just like, yeah, we're gonna, this freak show is on here, and like, I mean, like Midwestern Housewives. Actually, Geraldo and and Sally called in the same week, and I went with Sally because Sally cares. Yeah, dude, Geraldo, that guy's just yeah, glory <laughs> hound. Oh man, Geraldo. Geraldo was on MSNBC acting all liberal, and now he's over on Fox, Mr. Conservative. I, I give up on him. He's just uh, he's a Machiavellian chameleon. He just kind of blends in and tries to take over. Well, you remember in the beginning, though, he was like a shock sort of media personality. Like, he interviewed Manson, and uh, didn't he go into, like, They opened Capone's up Al Capone's vault. vault, and there was nothing in but it. But now it he's a, a serious let down. journalist. His down, that was his downfall, Capone's <laughs> vault. You'd think they would have gone in beforehand, you know, and just sort of faked the TV thing and maybe put some money in there ahead of time. I don't know. That's the way they would do it now. I mean, you know, it's like reality TV. Everyone thinks that's real. I mean, that that it's reality. It's not. It's all prodded. Yeah, dude, it's <laughs> all planned out beforehand. Of my, uh, you know, I had a weekly TV show on the Travel Channel for a couple of seasons, a reality show. It was all, I mean, it was just, I hate it when... People follow you around 24-7 with a camera trying to get you in a fight with a cast. Yeah, but is that that's that wasn't scripted, though. My show? Yeah. It was prodded. It was prodded, prodded. Well, I heard, you oh, know... Was... Uh, I mean, I made up, you know, we made up our... Yeah, for, yeah, it's not scripted. They don't say, okay, say this, but they go, we'd kind of like to get here. Yeah, I can imagine. This is so, kind of what we want to we wanna get on camera. Yeah, so, you know, you would find a way to get there for them. Yeah. So um, get, getting back to, uh, you know, the, the, the formation of the circus. So you got on Sally Jesse Raphael. I mean, that must have done wonders for the exposure. Well, it did. Uh, there was only three networks that I mean, this is before. So Perry Farrell of Jane's Addiction um, saw it and they called me for Lollapalooza. I remember my first day at Lollapalooza because I had just gotten off heroin at the time and was kind of out of touch. Somebody pointed over to a crowd and said, there's Jane's addiction. And I said, well, I sure hope she gets treatment. <laughs> but, I mean, you had never heard of the band? No. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he he's the one who founded the whole Lollapalooza. Yeah, I know. So I know that now. <laughs> <laughs> so you were invited onto it, and you didn't really know what it was all about, but you're like, you know, this sounds like it might be kind of fun. Well, they offered me good money. Yeah, that's for sure. It was a pretty big deal back then. Yeah. And plus, I mean, think of the, I guess, 92, I remember. Wasn't it like Ministry, uh, Pearl Jam? Great memory. Yeah, uh, Chili Garden, Pe Jesus and Mary Chain. Yeah, yeah. There's called some, Lush. Yeah, there's some good bands at that time. So what was and, the... And the Chili Peppers headlined. Yeah, the Chili Peppers were the headliner that year. I totally and remember Porno that. And Papyrus played uh, the second stage, which was another Perry band. Oh, Yeah. So you guys were, were you guys on the second stage or you guys were in like a tent? I remember that. Uh, it depends on the city. Uh, in the very beginning, we were playing second stage or tents and then they moved us to the uh, main stage because it became a, they just, could, it, it became a hit. So who um, was all in the circus at that point? You had a uh, lifto was in it because that's the guy, because I remember I was, I had like a head full of mushrooms. I almost puked watching that dude swing like a cinder block from his balls. Yeah. Like, I, I imagine that's probably a common reaction, but I was just like standing there. Everyone, I mean, everyone was doing just massive amounts of drugs at Lollapalooza. But I remember watching that just being like, I got to go outside right now. <laughs> 
Yeah, let's see. There was Lifto, and uh, there was uh, the human pin cushion guy. Oh, yeah. There, there was... Um, the actually he was slug the sword swallower. He was not the he had no tattoos that year. Yeah, I know you now think of him as the Enigma, the guy that actually. That, yeah, that's the guy who became Enigma. He he would eat, but wouldn't he eat anything? Yeah, yeah. He was uh, he started off as an insectivore and then became uh, uh, pretty much uh, um, a well-rounded geek. <laughs> <laughs> but do you did that whole thing because when I saw you with. With a lizard man, it was the same kind of thing, that stomach pump, like tube, where you're just kind of putting crap in there. And Yeah, that was from Matt the Tube Crowley, who was also in the 92 show, I think it was. He's the one that uh, came up with that. And then uh, he decided he wasn't going to be in shows anymore, and he went back to being a pharmacist. Wow. <laughs> uh, it, there's a 180. Yeah. So how did you find all these members of the uh, circus? Was it all like people word of mouth, or did you know these people beforehand, or did, were audition tapes? Like, wh how did it work? They came up to me after my show was established in Seattle. Does it ever become, or did it ever become overwhelming <clears throat> to where you just have people coming up and trying to show you their disgusting tricks at all, you know all the time, and you just have to say? Look, we have enough people right now. Talk to me in a year and a half or something. Oh, yeah, that, yeah that's an ongoing thing. Well, you know, nobody shows me anything new. <laughs> I have to be polite when, when they're saying, hey, you know, I can lift something with my dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was in the you know, first of all, Palooza, buddy. <laughs> so, oh, great. How do I, hey, Jim, I put my face in broken glass and let somebody stand on my head. Can I work for you? Well, it's kind of like I fuck at you jackass. So were there any acts that were just too gnarly that you're like, you know what, I don't want to deal with you. It's too bloody. It's too violent. Well, I don't like blood in the show. Never have. I've always liked something to spin comedy around, and it's so hard when a guy's gushing. Yeah, hey, no, I mean, gushing hey, blood. <laughs> it's so hard. So I, I don't. You know, I mean, I, I try to take an audience on a mental roller, or a, you know, a visual and mental roller coaster, and, and part of it is to take you to a certain place and then relieve you with some laughter and show you something pretty and then take somewhere and then relieve you with laughter. And Yeah, no, I mean, that's a, that's exactly when I saw you at the comedy club. I mean, people were cracking up. At the same time, it was like a mixture. It was an amalgamation of, like, cracking up and also being rather disgusted at the same time. Yeah, let's see if I can remember. Uh, let's see, how did I pitch? Let's see. His mother was a Siamese twin that moved to England so the other one could... His father was a Filipino contortionist known as the Manila Folder. He's got hair in places monkeys don't. While giving birth, his mother almost died from rust. Getting out of his mother was his first escape. Every time there was light at the end of the tunnel, they added more tunnel. He flopped out onto the operating table, gnawed through the umbilical cord. The doctor took one look at him and said, if it doesn't cry in 10 seconds, it's a tumor. He... It only took him two hours to eat his way to the top of the abortion bucket. He crawled out onto the streets, started giving blowjobs to strangers just to get something warm in his stomach, and then things got worse. Society, <laughs> severe, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And then, ladies and gentlemen, the lizard man. <laughs> so who were the major crowd pleasers? Like, who, was, uh, who received the most emphatic response? Well, Lifto, it depends on the year. So, like, during the Lollapalooza years, I guess. Lollapalooza year was uh, Lifto. 
Like everyone was, fr- I mean, what what was the typical response? Were most people just disgusted or most people like, yeah? Uh, we got a yeah, and then, you know, uh, falling ovations were always uh, prevalent during that period. Uh, was that like a faint? Yeah. Wow, did that happen every show? Oh, yeah. By the <laughs> dozens. We used to have a fainter's corner where significant others would pat the bubbles out of their loved one's nose. Lost. <laughs> You so, know, you know, people have seen a lot of that stuff now, so you don't get the faint. Yeah, actually, that was kind of leading into my, one of my next questions. I mean, so you, you're still doing the Jim Rose Circus, like, in, in Vegas, and uh, I, I know you're opening up for back in the 90s for, like, Nine Inch Nails and Marilyn Manson. Hey! Marilyn Manson opened for us. Oh, Marilyn <laughs> Manson opened for you guys? Yes. Yeah, so did uh, Rage Against the Machine. So did Tool. Or you, people get that confused because these bands go on to become mega stadium acts. But no, they uh, they opened for us. I did open for Nine Inch Nails. Trent's one of my best friends. Yeah, that that, that guy's great. Actually, I remember uh, that tour, but I never actually got to go see that one. So what about the crowds, though? Do you So you've toured Europe, obviously. You mentioned you were in Scotland and uh, through London and stuff. Who do you think, do you get a better reception with the American crowds or the European crowds? pretty similar really i'll tell you the ones that are very enthusiastic are the south africans and the australians and and new zealand do those guys get drunk and start trouble uh oh scandinavia is where they get drunk and and cause trouble that's uh you know the home of the vikings that <laughs> that's trouble <laughs> so have you ever had any hecklers like major hecklers that were problematic of course but, I mean, not too problematic. I, I've got a microphone, and I can just out-yell them, you know. Yeah. I mean, you got a guy, like, pump full of, like, stomach bile he could puke on him. Yeah. Imagine if it gets too out of hand. Just yell some put-downs to him, like, hey, I don't slap the sailor's cock out of your mouth when you're working. <laughs> kind of stuff. So, what you mentioned earlier, though, like, what is still considered shocking like, I guess, in this day and age. Like, I'm wondering, like, do you think Jim Rose's Circus would have had as much of an impact now in 2008 as it did back in 92, 93? Well, maybe if uh, we didn't show up in 92 and 93, there wouldn't be uh, hundreds of kids basically doing our 92 and 93 show today. Like Jackass, for example. Oh, they're good kids. I, I taught them a lot of that stuff. I was there when they were first started that. Um, uh, you know, that's, that's that's a difficult question to answer because if I hadn't have been there to create this kind of little wave, um, I don't know if someone else would have. And yeah. if someone else would have, then I doubt it would be as shocking today. But if nobody else would have and we showed up today out of the blue... Um, it would be as uh, shocking. You know, I think, I mean, you, you definitely brought it to the forefront. And, I mean, it became huge in the 90s, though. Like, weren't, weren't you on The Simpsons? Yeah, where Homer joined uh, the Jim Rose Circus as the human cannon. The human cannonball. Like, did, wait, did you do a voice on that? No, I was in Europe. They wanted me to. I mean, I, I told the X-Files no, that I wasn't going to act on that a few times as well. And then finally I was able to get back into the country and they kept asking me so I, I went and did it 
that turned out to be good. I, yeah, that's kind of. Actually, I do kind of recall that. What What were you? Who were you on the X Files? Doctor Blockhead. I was um, a murder suspect they couldn't catch in a few episodes. <laughs> I get six hundred dollars every time one of those things air, and they a couple of them they air a couple of times a week. Well, All around the world. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's kind of cool. So, so the guys from Jackass. Yeah. Like, are you surprised at how successful? that whole act has been like those two movies uh no no i no i'm not i i mean they really they um they really went after it in a in a very fun way uh, and and fun is contagious yeah i mean they, they kind of did it as like you know we're punk rock dudes kind of getting drunk and fucking around sort of thing yeah where, but whereas, like, they didn't, like, you you had a whole act. I mean, it was comedy, it was, you know, uh, gross-out stunts, that type of thing. It was like a, you know, a stage show. Yeah. Whereas, like, theirs is just, like, so, I, I mean, I'm sure it's planned, because they rehearse these stunts. But I Yeah, mean, they, they pretend it's random. But, but they pretend it's random, but it's also just like, you know, take a shit in your hand and shove it in the next dude's face. You know, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just don't see any creativity behind that. Um, uh, there are some some practical jokes that they did that are creative. Don't get me wrong. I love Jackass, but I mean, I'm just saying it's a lot more. I, I hear what you're saying, but here's here's if you want to. I mean, are you familiar with the old Carol Burnett show? Yeah, I, I do remember the Carol Burnett show from the '70s. Yeah, yeah. The, the, their whole thing was that they would try and do a skit. But they cracked each other up so much that the whole thing became funny because these guys were trying to keep from laughing and to get through the skit. I don't know if you remember that or not. Right. Yeah. Tim Conway was like the, the king of it, I think, right? There you go. And the whole thing was these guys cracked each other up. And that's an old vaudeville shtick. And that's what Jackass does. Is I mean, that, those, those, those cackles that they do, it's all bullshit. They're not really that excited because they've had to do it like seven times for the camera uh, they, uh, yeah. by the time one makes edit. So that's the same thing as the old Carol Burnett. It's an old vaudeville thing, and they, they brought that back. That's what, you know, I'm trying to give them some credibility for art here. This whole <laughs> contagious la laughter, uh, I can't contain my laughter, uh, that, that makes laughter contagious. So, you know, you've got to give them some points for that. Yeah, no, I, you know, I definitely, I always wondered about that, if, if they, they kind of co-opted your act from the 90s. But, I mean, they kind of did something, you know, their own take on it. Well, in the very beginning, they were doing a lot. I mean, I, mean I, I taught them how to do the staple gun thing and, uh, well, actually, several stunts. Um, it's all really cyclical. Janice um, uh, Jackson pulls out a tit. All of a sudden, you've got standards and practices that yeah. are really breathing down your neck for two years. And then they all forget about it. And then they forget about it, and then you get into another whole cycle where, you know, and it's like I was on the wrong end of some cycles. I had my own TV show on the on MTV, and then uh, uh, Beavis and Butthead, um, the, something happened on that show where some kid lit a trailer on fire. No, I remember he burned his parents' house down. Yeah, the and so now episode. all of a sudden standards and practices, anything imitatable, I mean, my show had already, we'd already done a whole season, they'd already advertised it, Three days before it airs, this damn thing happens. So I get pulled. Uh, so I go, well, fuck. So I go to Europe, 
and I'm in Europe for a few years, and I come back, and uh, what the hell else? Something else happened. I forget what it was, and then it was the timing was bad again, and then I go back the year or wherever the hell I went, and then when I came back, there was jackass. Yeah. So is that really, they took it off because they said that the stuff that you were doing could be imitated? That just seems so arbitrary. I mean, a million things on TV can be imitated and lead to some kind of a tragedy. Yeah, but that's the way it works. That's the entertainment business. So, Jim, I read about an extra tour, a different tour that you did called Secrets of the Strange. What was up with that? Secrets of the Strange, uh basically took you behind I don't know it's a street education you know you find a lot of it I got a new book out called snake oil and you know it's kind of it gives you a street education uh, uh, hypnotism uh, mind control uh, how pimps turn girls into prostitutes uh, um, how to do different magic illusions how, how to do uh, a bar bets how to never pay for a beer again in your life um, so this is stuff that we need to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, <laughs> it's all in the book Snake Oil. It's an eclectic encyclopedia on all things hustler, shyster, um, you know, how to be dropped off in a city in another country, not speak the language, and still make money. And still be able to find drugs within 20 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good thing to learn. So this is your second Just book, go to, though, right? go to the NA meetings. Yeah. <laughs> so this is your second book because you wrote one called Freak Like Me as well. Right. And that that was uh, more of like an autobiography. Yeah. Yeah, that was on Bantam Double Date Dell. You know that. Well, actually, both of them now have been bestsellers. Yeah, that's why I heard I a movie out of Freak Like Me. So is that a, is that is that movie coming out now or has it already been made? No, no, no. There's they're going to be casting for it in the fall is what I understand. I mean, they've already paid me for it, so I don't know what they Is it the Jim Rose story? Yeah, they're going to have to find someone pretty ugly to play me. <laughs> so do you get to go through and say, "You know what? That didn't really happen," or do you have no say in what happens in the movie at all? No, no, no. They they can do whatever the hell they want. I don't care. You're like, "You got your money. It's all right." Yeah, it's all good. And so what about the DVD just came out as well, the uh, the Jim Rose Twisted Tour, which is your TV show? Yeah, that's, uh, that's all the episodes of the sh- that reality show we referenced earlier. Um, yeah, I got kicked off the Travel Channel because of some stuff. I mean, Travel Channel, it wasn't a real good match for my show to begin with. But um, What was the premise of that, though? Is it a reality show that just kind of you took your tour to different countries? Yeah, and they followed us around and then um, basically tried to get us to argue. (laughs) Tried to get some drama on the uh, camera. Yeah, they wanted to do a real-world type thing, and we were more looking like, at the time, uh, our model was more of a uh, Osbournes. Oh, okay. (laughs) So we were constantly in that little... Just swearing at each other? Yeah, yeah, the producers wanted a bloody fight, and we sort of wanted to be kind of funny, and and I, it ended up being kind of both, so, you know. Well, I'll have to, I mean, I'm definitely going to tell people to go check that out. So you can buy the books and the DVD off your website, jimrosecircus.com? Um, I don't think so. I, I remember seeing a link. No, I think you should, I mean, if you really want to simplify life, you can go to Amazon.com or whatever the hell it is and 
I, I'm sure you can find everything there. Yeah, type in Jim Rose, do a search, and I, I guarantee you'll find it. So you're going to be touring next uh, this or this upcoming year, later this year in America. Yeah, actually, I'm going to Washington D.C. Um, at the end of the month. They've got the uh, press club, uh, whatever the hell it is, and uh, George Bush is going to be there. And you know how they all make fun of each other—that little thing they do once a year. Do you get to oh, perform yeah, yeah. for Bush? Yeah, I get to. Well, I'm going to help him see it and uh, do stuff at an after-show party. Oh wow, that should be kind of cool. Yeah, except I don't really care. Much. Watch out for Dick well, Cheney. La- wasn't it last? Don't trust that guy. Yeah, he might shoot you in the face. But wasn't it last year or maybe two years ago where Bush made the funny video at that event where he was like looking around the White House for the WMDs? Oh yeah, yeah, very yeah. tasteful. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they all yeah, yeah. And then there was a year. Well, no, they did that in Christmas where their dog Barney. Uh, they do yeah. <laughs> and, and the Clintons also did that stuff too. They they came out with something silly. Well, Jim, uh, thanks for being on Sick and Wrong, man. It's been great talking to you about. Uh, learned a lot, and uh, I'm going to tell people to pick up Snake Oil and uh, check out Freak Like Me. Well, this is Jim Rose of the Jim Rose Circus, and uh, before I put my face in broken glass and let somebody stomp on the back of my head, I have to listen to Sick and Wrong. <laughs> thanks, Jim. All right, thanks, Jim. Thanks. Wow, dude, that was a pretty good interview. Crazy. I know. I kind of want to buy that uh, snake oil book. It sounds pretty good and uh, useful information. You to know have. What's, what's interesting about that though. Don't magicians get upset when you reveal the tricks of the trade? I was going to ask him about that, but... Maybe he's not in the official magician's club, so he's like, fuck those dudes. Yeah, but isn't there like a... Do you remember the movie Freaks, Todd Browning's Freaks? There's like a code of honor you have with the freaks. So if you're telling secrets about this is how you can like shove your face in a pile of glass and have someone stomp on the back of your head, don't you think they'd get upset? The freaks? Yeah, that they're, you're revealing this, the tricks of the trade. I guess so, but um, I mean, like he said, he's got people coming to him all the time shoving their face in glass, so I don't think it's... The people who want to know it, know it, and, you know, whatever, Joe and Jane Midwesterner, they can read the book and be entertained. It's not like they're going to go take Susie the show Lunchbox. on the road and make a, lunch, make a bunch of money. <laughs> Johnny you know? Punch Clock. Yeah. Uh, you know, Johnny Punch Clock probably not going to want to, like, actually shove his face in a pile of glass. Right. But he might buy the book and, you know, read it while he's on the shitter or something. Well, you know what's interesting about it, though? It's... He was saying how it uh, reveals theories of mind control, so we might have some future cult leaders... Who read that book? No, I think what he's saying is it reveals. I mean, have you ever seen a hypnotist? Yeah, he just reveals the. He's revealing that like there's a mark in the audience, and that that person who's pretending to be hypnotized is really just like you know the hypnotist's plant. Dude, quit ruining it for me. He's gonna ruin it for (laughs) you. That's what the book is about. Well, I want to go check it out. Go to uh, jimrosecircus.com, and there is a link on the main page to Amazon where you can buy his books. And uh, the autobiography, Freak Like Me, and uh, the DVD with his reality series. Which I, I do wonder who's going to play him in this movie. I'm sure it'll be Leonardo DiCaprio or something. I bet you, dude, 
Johnny Depp. He's the one that plays all the freaky characters. Oh, I hope to God. Tim Burton's going to direct it. I hope it. to God Tim Burton is not going to direct that. That <laughs> fucking hack. And I'm sure he's going to put his fucking ugly ass wife in it, too. Who's the asshole that did Independence Day and Transformers? Michael Bay. I hope he directs it. <laughs> Puts Ben Affleck in there. I'd rather see him direct it than, uh, you know, Tim Burton. It's just like vomit flying everywhere, yeah. 3D. Like, 3D, you know. exactly. Rotating yeah. cameras, <laughs> heavy metal soundtrack. Just quick cuts. Yeah, heavy metal soundtrack. I, I bet you that'd be cool. Well, I'd, I'd like to thank Jim Rose for doing that interview. That was pretty cool. Well, people, as we mentioned, it's episode 118 here of Sick and Wrong. A quick recap from last week, episode 117. I did a story about a funeral fondler, a guy who fondled women at someone's funeral. Wackerly did a story about a tree-climbing pedophile who was impaled um, through his rectum. And a listener sent a story about a third-grade threat. A bunch of evil third-graders. Well, believe it or not, the listener actually won with 84 votes. You came in with 72, and I was way in the back with 43. Whoa. You know, I was kind of surprised that that many people actually thought third graders were more disgusting or more wrong than some dude who is about to masturbate while looking at a daycare center got impaled on a spike up his ass. They Uh didn't think that was worse. People are scared of retarded third graders. I think they are. It's frightening. I had nightmares that night about it. I would never be a substitute teacher. Well, uh, Casey, you won that one, and uh, you will be getting a sick and wrong care package. People, remember, you can submit articles through the forum page or at our uh, Hotmail address, SickAndWrongPodcast at Hotmail.com. Moving on towards the end of the show here, we tend to get to listener email and calls. We got a bunch of phone calls. A lot of them were just completely incomprehensible. I don't even want to play any of them. But we got a great one from Trucker Paul, and we got a new one from a new guy who might be my favorite new guy. I'm going to call him Vietnam Dude. He is a new guy. And and he was in Vietnam, and I think he's insane. Actually, I think it might be John McCain, but I'm not quite sure. (laughs) He likes to watch the hills and uh, listen to our show. So uh, let's play a couple calls from the Sick and Wrong hotline here. What do you want to start with? Vietnam guy? How about the... Didn't we get a short one here? Okay, we should start with a short one. What, 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 this will demonstrate the typical call. Yeah, I want to preface this by saying this is the typical call that we don't usually play that we get at the Sick and Wrong Hotline. This is the typical call. Hey, boys. This is the Magpie. I'm just calling to let you know that I actually am drunk right now. All right. Peace out. Later. Exactly. Very entertaining. <laughs> Case in point. I like that guy, though, because he's a longtime listener, That's the right. Magpie, and he's submitted a lot of articles in the past. But <clears throat> most of the calls we get to the Sick and Wrong Hotline are, I'm really fucking wasted right now. You guys suck. Click. They never tell us what they're drinking, what they've been doing, just that they're drunk. <laughs> yeah. Well, Come you on, don't like, give us some give us the dirty details. Is I envision laid? I envision like Is he, like bong some Jim Beam. I envision forty ounce and a lot of World of Warcraft. Okay, I listen to that too. <laughs> All right, what's the second one here? Is this from? Uh, a- I think it's Vietnam guy, and I'm gonna have to warn you that there is some audio issues with the call, but I think if you bear with it, it's still worth a listen. Yeah, the Vietnam guy is pretty cool. Oh uh, yeah. That's what crazy fucking phone message had. Yeah, hey, Dean Wackerly, I'll tell you what, when I was in Vietnam, 
uh, I went to the PX and they sold me those blue f containers with uh, sheepskin rubbers in them. See, this is a descriptive call. We know he's in Vietnam <laughs> at the PX where they sell all the cheap army Sheep, shit. Sheepskin rubbers? In a blue case. And See, he's even That's how you do radio. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about description and novels. Or uh, sheep's condoms, whatever you want to fucking call them. I'm a little fucking buzzed right now because on Tuesdays I go and have margaritas and I'm, I'm a little fucked up. See? Margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> on Tuesdays. We go down to Benzamoy, drink, pick up some fucking chicks, go upstairs to the fucking little tin room, and I'm putting on this fucking condom, and the chick tells me no. She says because when they fall off her pussy, I told her I don't want to have a fucking clap. I fuck. See, there's some audio issue there, but I really, I'm still intrigued by what he's talking about. The condom falls off in her pussy, and then it cuts out. And, but then, then when it comes back in, he, he has, she has the clap for some reason because of the falling off condoms. Wait, hold on a second. Was that an audio issue or a speech impediment? No, I think the phone cuts out. Okay, I couldn't tell if he was like stuttering, and you're be. you're sitting here calling that out. But he's saying that the sheepskin condoms that he purchased kept falling off inside her vagina. Not only his, but all the dudes that had sex with this whore previously. <laughs> God, that's got to be disconcerting. <laughs> and she was right. The fucking rubber fell off in her fucking pussy. This fucking girl saw probably had fucking like a hundred fucking rubbers up her fucking pussy. Uh, too, with those fucking uh, condoms, you know, for people like to fucking beat their meat. You can, uh, you know, it's just like real sheep pussy if you want to fuck a sheep also. You put it out and just jack off, and it's like fucking a sheep, you know, the same thing. You know? All right, hold, hold on a second. Is he saying the sheepskin condom is like a real pussy, like a real female pussy, and like a real sheep pussy? It's like a real sheep's pussy, which is kind of like a real female pussy. Well, I don't get it. Is is the sheepskin condom? I've never used a sheepskin condom. Do they still make sheepskin condoms? Yeah, you This is in Vietnam. This is like back in yeah, what, but you the can early still 70s. We probably weren't even born yet. I like how he makes the distinction that th this is just info for people who like to beat up. <laughs> Are the people who don't like to beat up? But I mean, is this like a Vietnam War secret that we didn't know about? Beating up or the sheepskin condom? Sheepskin condoms. No, yeah, we were talking about it last week, and we've not we have not been to Nam. Yeah, I, but I mean, I didn't know that a sheepskin condom was like a real female pussy. Oh, that. That's what I'm saying. I knew they made sheepskin condoms. I didn't know they still made sheepskin condoms. I didn't know about the fact that it simulated a real pussy. But apparently they're not a very effective form of birth control because they keep coming off inside a girl's pussy. <laughs> well, maybe you have a normal-sized dick. <laughs> Put a rubber band on the end. No fucking difference whatsoever. And, uh, hey, D, I want to tell you, if you want a Jewish day, you have to get, like, a saint, like Saint Seymour or something. And then, uh, you know... <laughs> saint Seymour, the patron saint of Jews. What about Hanukkah fucking Harry, dude? That's a Hanukkah fake, Harry. That's a fake made He's up a guy. saint enough for Jews. A great uh, Jewish day. No, no Brooks. Brooks. You ought to defend the Christian religion a little bit better. Yeah, Wackerly. <laughs> Fuck. Even? Yeah, but, um... Yeah, that was like like, like back in the uh, 71 when I first was introduced to uh, sheet condoms. And after that, I never used them again. And also, the best part is like after you fuck the chick, you tell her, hey, man, uh, I like shoot blank, so you don't have to worry about nothing because, uh, you know, fuck that shit. All right, man, uh, thanks a lot. Now, hey, it's a really good iPod. That fuck Frank is the one who introduced me to uh, 
Sick and Wrong uh, podcast. And also those hats you have in the store. I don't want to complain, but those are cats for retards. You got to get like black hats with Sick and Wrong on. Not those white fucking out retard hats. And I got nothing against retards, man, because there's a lot of retards out there. All right, uh, hey, uh, thanks a lot. Uh, you know, keep your uh, Sick and Wrong bullshit going on. Eddie. All right, bye. When is Fat Fuck Frank going to come in? <laughs> I'm waiting for that. Day. I, I love how he he was turned on to the podcast by his friend Fat Fuck Frank. Yeah. So wait, we have Trucker Paul who listens to the podcast. We have the Magpie. We yeah. have Vietnam dude, and we also have Fat Fuck Frank. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, it sounds sounds like we have our own whack pack being created <laughs> here or something. I don't I don't know. Whack sack. But dude, you know what though. The reason that was a perfect call is descriptive. It was to the point, and we learned something. Right. Sheepskin condoms, don't use them. Nope. Unless you want to simulate a real vagina. Have you ever been with a... Have you ever heard of girls, though, having like a bunch of condoms falling off in their vagina, like just up there? No, it's fallen off of me before, but I go in after it like a spelunker. Yeah, but I've heard of... I had a girlfriend once who actually told me. It wasn't, it wasn't mine, but she told me... That uh, she had a previous boyfriend who had, had sexually lost a condom. They're drunk, and like a week later, she pulled out this rancid prophylactic outside of her out of her vagina. She had like a nasty yeast infection. It happens. Could you imagine? I bet you this lady <laughs> it probably happens with your dirty girlfriend's movie. <laughs> well, I was in Nam. <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend's knowing there's an old condom jammed up her fucking cooch. Dude, you have no idea how far deep that hole goes. Oh yeah, I do. Because like I said, I have to go in after it. Sometimes you gotta like. Get the whole arm in there <laughs> with the little cooker by crook finger trying to put grab those it one of those doctor spelunker lights <laughs> yeah, on exactly. So uh, the final call here came from uh, Trucker Paul, and uh, we always love to hear from Trucker Paul. So what does he have to say this week? I think he answered some questions for us. Why hello, second wrong. This is Trucker Paul. I don't know why I have to say that every time, but I got uh, you have some, to say uh, info guys wanted to know about um real truck drivers have sleepers on their truck which is that area behind the driver's seat and there's uh cabinets behind the driver and passenger seat you can put like a tv uh they got drawers and cabinet doors and stuff you put your clothes and your meth. <laughs> See, if I was a trucker, I, w- I would not be. Cha- I would not have a change of clothes. Did he just say your meth? <laughs> yeah. Well, I would have meth, but I wouldn't have. I wouldn't be changing my shirt, and my underpants. Well, maybe my underpants. Dude, why not would every day you? though? You're paying for sex. And you can't and complain. The whole point of being a truck driver is you don't have to be around people that you have to like brush your teeth for and be presentable. I mean that. In my mind, at least. It sounds like uh, the truckers have like a decent level of hygiene, though. Yeah. Well, the dream is dead for me. <laughs> I, I just had no idea there was a whole compartment back there. A lot bigger than what I thought. Uh, dead hooker parts. <laughs> stuff like that. And then behind that, there's... Uh, Lance was right. There's bunk beds. There's one above and one below, depending on the truck. Some of them just have one, but... Oh, hold on one second here. How did you know that? I, I don't know. Just observation <laughs> of trucks. But how many, I'm sure I've been to like truck shows. But how many car truck, shows trucks where they have, have you trucks? ever driven? None, but I've Have you ever been. hitchhiked and been in a truck? <laughs> I know where you're going with this. Just stop right now. <laughs> right. What did you think? What Okay. What did you think was back there? 
I, I just thought it was like a big seat. I didn't realize it went into a whole it's different like department. It's like eight feet long behind <laughs> the front seat. I had no fucking clue, dude. I yeah, thought that's well, where they kept players. They're like trucker things. Paraphernalia. Yeah, like, you know, like their hats and their flannel shirts and What do you think they're parts. doing all night when they're at the truck stop? Just sitting in the seat behind the wheel? I thought they just push the seat back and just kind of take a nap. <laughs> I didn't realize there's a fucking bunk bed. I didn't know it was that Fuck big. yeah, dude. It's awesome. <laughs> now you know. Is that your dream job? Yes. We got your bunk bed so that you notice up inside the truck that little black window up on the top of most of them? That's like head level from the top bunk. See, that window is where you spy the lot lizards that you want. Because you just lay there and you can look out and be like, oh, there's a good one. Shit. And then you like pull your drawers up and walk out. And is that, I wonder if there's her. like a trucker signal to motion them over. Or do you just kind of get out and be like, hey, you flatso, come on <laughs> over to the truck. But the window is tinted, so they wouldn't be able to see. You'd have to, you still have to get up and, like oh, and reach your hand and, out the window. And the regular like motion window. towards them or something. That's like right where you just, you know, you'd be laying there, you look right out. Um, and then you wanted to know if there's. smacked him with like a urine soaked hand yeah but i don't think i think his point was he left really quickly without washing his hands. i don't think he's concerned that he smacked the dude with his ball sweat you know palm i don't really know what the appropriate response would be i mean that's obviously fight or flight i mean that he was he was alarmed and he had to like fight and flight yeah fight and, and run but i mean what what is the appropriate response in that situation you're in a public restroom someone puts their hand on their shoulder and is miring your dick you say, sir, I'm, uh, I don't swing that way. Pardon me. I must wash my hands and get out of here. Or do you just freak out, push him, and run? I think push him and run. <laughs> I, I don't know. But you know what's funny about that is he didn't mention when that happened. But a couple weeks ago, my brother had this suspicious black eye. Really? Did he take that trip to Georgia that he was talking about? I asked him about that, and he was just kind of like, no, I... Yeah. I, I, I don't want to talk about it, dude. I, I fell down the stairs, and I was like, okay, all right. I, I don't know what happened there, but uh, but uh, Trucker Paul definitely answered our question. I guess there are male lot lizards. Yes. I imagine that happens from time to time, and there are bunk beds in the back of a truck. Another <laughs> educational phone call. Yeah. Seriously. We learned. Well, um, Trucker Paul, I'd like to thank you for calling in. We also got a question here from a listener for Trucker Paul. Who is uh, becoming a favored guest on the show here? Uh, Mike writes in. I had a question for Trucker Paul. How much does a blowjob from a lot lizard cost? Any chance that you guys could set up a fund where listeners could contribute a buck or two to pay for a blowjob for Trucker Paul and have him record the event audio? 
<laughs> he may not be interested in incriminating himself on a podcast. Dude, we can't get you motherfuckers to buy a t-shirt. Do you think we're really going to get you to like pay a dollar to uh, <laughs> get Trucker Paul a blowjob? Also, Trucker Paul drives a truck. He's making money. You know, he's he knows where the lot lizards are. I think he can pay for his own blowjob. Whereas the general listener who's in his mom's basement, maybe that person should be going and paying for his own blowjob. But you know what would be kind of funny is the uh, the uh, public service announcement that we put on the show. <laughs> Contribute to the Trucker Paul Blowjob Fund. Help a man out. Well, it's not really about spare a It's not really about Trucker Paul, though. It's it's about do- it's a trucker it's a trucker lot lizard blowjob documentary exactly but the audio though would be great so trucker paul next time you get a blowjob from a flat so you got to record it and then uh, we'll send pay it you after the, the fact just bill us <laughs> but people give a call to the sick and wrong hotline 206-666-3846 and uh yeah leave us a message that's informative and descriptive so wackily last week we mentioned the uh remix competition of your gay comments mp3 yeah right i'm excited about that yeah there's a i posted the actual mp3 that a listener sent in with a basically it was just a mix of your gay comments and uh dude we've received quite a quite a response i was kind of surprised i never knew that our listener base was so talented i was kind of figured our listeners were towards the shallow end of the gene pool but they're definitely towards the middle. <laughs> the middle deep. too shallow. Middle too shallow. Yeah. yeah, definitely middle too shallow. But believe it or not, they send in some really good songs. We received probably about like 10 songs. So my plan here is to post the songs on our website. We'll post all, all eight of this, all the songs that we received. The deadline is this Wednesday, April 16th. So if you're going to so submit. people can still submit. For yeah, if you're going to submit a song, submit it by Wednesday. We're going to post the uh, all those MP3s on our website by Wednesday night or Thursday, and you can vote f- through the forum. So go to the forum. I'm going to put up a link to all these songs. You can check them all out. Vote for your favorite one. The winner will get something cool, believe me. Way better than a Sick and Wrong Care package. A winner will probably get something along the lines of a uh, Mexican home decoration. Okay. Which um, is a very like a San tortilla Francisco, holder or something. Yeah, like a very San Francisco type of uh, item. It's probably not readily available in the UK. No, and a lot of our submissions not next door to Mexico. Yeah, so. a lot of our submissions uh, came from the UK. So I just want to play a little teaser here because we're going to put the full songs on our website. But uh, we we received some really really great submissions. I'm only going to play a couple right now because we just don't have time to play all of them. And we will post all of them on our website. But here's one that came from Cabin Fever. He says, hey, guys, I have an entry for the remix competition. God knows why I was so inspired by this subject. It's actually kind of disturbing. I think Lance would agree with you on that one. Anyway, the title of the, vid- of the song is called, is Call the Gay Police. And he says, by the way, the anti-mugging video on your website is amazing. It's my new favorite song. Are the gay police the... Um do they come and bust you for being gay and beat and gay bash you, or are, they, are the gay police gay themselves? I think the gay police come and try to recruit you into like the oh, village okay. people All or right. something. Okay. So let, let's play like a segment of the gay police. Call the gay police.
I'd like a finger in the bottom. Bottom. I'd like a finger in the bottom. I'd like a finger in the bottom. I'd like a finger in the bottom. Push it, shove it, bottom. I'd like a finger in the bottom. I'd like a finger in the bottom. I'd like a finger in the bottom. Push it, shove it, bottom. I'd like a finger in the bottom. Back in the outdoor. I'd like a finger in the bottom. Push it, shove it, bottom. I'd like a finger in the bottom. Shove it back in. Very techno. I guess the gay police are gay. <laughs> I didn't even know there was like a gay police. He must have sampled that from because we never said gay. You never said gay police on the show, have you? That's not my voice. I, <laughs> it sounded a lot like you for a second there. But uh, thank you, Cabin Fever, for sending that one in. We're going to put the whole song on the website. Got another one here that came from Paul. He says, hey, guys, hope you like the song. Kudos to your listener who put the original clip together. Go well. We enjoy the show here in Ireland with some real beer. None of that MGD crap. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, keep on smiling. Guinness looks like fucking baby shit. Yeah, but it tastes good with some Jameson in it. The car bombs that we were referring yeah. to? Okay. Yeah, that's so, true. This song's called The Wackerly Rap. Okay, but well, you know where you can stick it. Like, I'd like a finger in the bottom. Of the <laughs> what? Back in the outdoor. Not to mention the semen. Out, it's everywhere. It gets in my throat. Now, uh, you just uh, had your phone filled up, pinching your ass, maybe. Fine gay gentleman. Some of them were alright. Look, it, they just kept coming to my hand and opening and then like going in my throat. At San Francisco parties. I'm towards the bottom. I'm towards the bottom. I'm towards the bottom. I'm towards the bottom. The bottom. Going in my throat. Going in my throat. I guess I go better. I go back to my room and have sex with five or six of these nerds. Scissor kicking position. I wonder what a dolphin penis tastes like. Vagina. Flat and weird looking. And it's got that weird slit mouth. I don't I'd be worried about, like, vagina dentata. Whatever happened to good old-fashioned naval buggery? Hey, I was fucking dude. So the last one we're going to play here comes from Bastard Kestrel. He says in parentheses, that's not my real name, by the way. Hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised by that. He says, just knocked up a quick track. Hope you like it. I will send a track or two in time for the next podcast. Thanks for the show, guys. It's the best thing on the net. By the way, the track is called The Tranny Magnet. So let's play a little clip here of The Tranny Magnet. I wonder what a dolphin penis tastes like. Second rod. And you, and you shove it back in. Finger in the bottom. Out, it's everywhere. It gets in. And you, and you shove it back in. But not to mention the seat. Out, it's everywhere. It gets in. And you shove it back in. Living, listening to Synchronon. Finger in the bottom. Second rod. And you, and you shove it back they just kept coming to my hand and opening and then going in my throat. At San Francisco parties, I'm towards the bottom. I'm towards the bottom. The bottom. Hey, I would fuck a dude. Yes. You know what I like about that one is he uses clips from Bob Madigan. Yeah. So it's it's not just your clips. It's Bob Madigan as well. I think you're Spice in there with you. a little bit also. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good use of all the audio from the show. <laughs> but it's also kind of down tempo. But nobody bothered to take like clips dub. of you. 
Yeah, nobody bothered to take clips of your brother. Would you know? If this is all about my my homosexual tendencies. You think he would be make an appearance? Yeah, but he doesn't sound as gay as you do. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Bob Madigan's voice though translates perfectly to dub. That yeah, it, it works really Scrub. well. All right, as I mentioned before, the deadline is Wednesday. So if you're going to send a submission, send it in by Wednesday. We're going to post a link on the forum page to all the songs, which will be at sickerongpodcast.com. You can vote, decide who uh, wrote in the best homo gay wackerly remix. Isn't it pretty gay to make music on your computer at home? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, um, also, people, we're, uh, make sure you go check out the Sick and Wrong store at cafepress.com slash sickandwrong. I know our trucker hats are kind of retarded. <laughs> but um, They're for retards. Yeah, they're not they, retarded themselves. Yeah, the, the, we don't the, have any problem with retards because there's a lot of them out there. But. but the reason we made those hats is they're for retarded people. So if you're not retarded, you shouldn't buy one. No, and but, you should show proof of that when you, when you do make your purchase. And retards love hats like that. They Seriously. Do. 40 out of uh, 50 retards agree. Sick and wrong hats rule. And those other 10, I'm going to beat their ass with a <laughs> fucking belt. Also, make sure you check out the Sick and Wrong forum. A lot of new people are signing up right now. I think we have like three chicks as members. Believe it or not, dude, there are real flesh and blood girls on our forum page. <laughs> and you don't have to pay anything to chat with them. No. Yeah. It's free. It's free. And they'll talk about boners and vaginas and stuff. I mean, they might not be real girls, but I'm willing to wager that they are. <laughs> they have pictures of real girls to put alongside their posts. That's so good enough. Make sure you go check out the forum. And finally here, give us some more comments on our iTunes page because we only have like 20-something and we want like a million. So if you haven't already, go subscribe to the show on the iTunes page. Leave us a comment. Finally here, we're going to end the show with the sick and wrong song of the week coming from Michael. He says, you guys need to end the show with some Wesley Willis. Play some more fucking Wesley Willis. Is that the guy from Different Strokes? No, it's you know that big fat schizophrenic dude that was basically a homeless guy until some douchebag found him in Chicago. Oh yeah, we've played him before. I, I swear we played him. He says we Wesley Willis is sick and wrong personified. Actually, he was a homeless person with schizophrenia. But still, I guess that kind of uh, falls in the sick and wrong category. Yeah, I guess. So we're gonna end the show here with some Wesley Willis. Uh, make sure you stay tuned next week. We'll be back with episode 119. Until then, take a seat. Look at Camel's ass. Look at Moose's dick. Suck my doggy's cock. Suck a honey badger's ass. Suck my dog's dick. Suck my dog's dick. Suck my dog's dick. Suck my dog's dick. Suck a racehorse's booty hole. Suck a snow leopard's ass. Suck a custopinic ghost dick. Suck my doberman pincher's cock. Suck my dog's dick. Suck my dog's dick. Suck my dog's dick. Suck my dog's dick.
Sucky Cliff Springer's dick. Sucky Llama's balls. Sucky Jackass's dick. Sucky Buffalo's ass fucking jerk. Chicago, Goose Island. It's Chicago's Crab Brewer. www.tanktv.com. We'll blow you away.